Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence. Today is our monthly Intelligence brand spotlight, and it's my absolute pleasure to be joined by Emma Haskell from Vision Direct. So Emma has worked at Vision Direct for seven years. We couldn't believe that, could we, right? (laughs) (laughs) And she's head of customer retention. So welcome, Emma. Thank you for joining me. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Kate. I'm very excited to be here. Excellent. So come tell the audience, how (laughs) did you get into email? So a lot of us kind of just randomly fall into working in email marketing. How did it happen for you? I guess, actually, it's sort of similar to that. So um, originally, I wasn't really looking for a marketing role in particular, Um, but yeah, I just I fell into it as a marketing assistant for Get Lenses um, and then I was looking after kind of the weekly emails but alongside the e-commerce marketing manager at the time okay. so my role was a bit more varied in terms of channels of marketing that I dealt with in comparison to today um, but marketing email marketing was a big part of it so we were putting together the weekly emails that we sent out and then at the time I was writing the content doing the design creating them scheduling them so a lot a lot more than I am doing today yeah oh, we all know what that's like you know you, you get started and you've got so many different things going on whether you're just focused on email or whether or not you're working in the marketing department as a whole so were you working on other marketing strategies with with the email as a core part of that as well yeah so I was writing blog posts writing CMS pages managing affiliate orders so yeah it was quite a lot of different things but email was one of the things that always had to be done you know every week we're going to send an email so it was a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's great to have that foundation in all of yeah. the other areas as well. So fantastic. Okay, so what does your current role at Vision Direct look like? Yeah, so my current role, um, as you said, is uh, head of customer retention, and I'm basically responsible for um, that the strategy behind the contact lens replenishment journey, with a particular focus on uh, email and SMS, because that's two of our biggest like retention channels. Mm. Um, so I manage a small team that kind of helps me with uh, supporting the email strategy and you know what the test and learning that we're doing on email but also another big part of my team is market research and mm. um, so we look after all the qualitative and quantitative research studies that we do so that obviously feeds back into the customer journey but also the business uh, on a wider scale like the brand the service so that's a big part of my role as well fantastic so there's a couple of things there that you mentioned that I'd really like to dig into yeah. if we can so how does email kind of stack up for Vision Direct? You know, how important is it as a channel to the business? Yeah, it's really important to us as um, as a marketing channel. So I actually had a look at some stats recently. And last year, um, email accounted for 29% of our business revenue. So that's looking across all the countries that we operate in, which is seven in total. Um, so, But it's obviously a large proportion of our revenue. So it's very important to us. Fantastic. That sounds absolutely amazing so you also mentioned about your send strategy so what is it exactly do you know you're using email to underpin everything else that you're doing at vision direct and it's creating a massive amount of revenue for you so what's your overall strategy you know how are you kind of segmenting how often are you sending emails all the questions that the listeners want to know (laughs) yeah so um we send regular emails in all our markets so that's an email once a week in terms of marketing campaigns Uh, and with our marketing campaigns we have kind of 
three core segments of customers. So we've named these active, which is, as it sounds, kind of loyal returning customers. Brilliant. Then we have our lapsed customers. So those are ones that haven't purchased for a certain period of time mm-hmm. and may may have left us gone away that we kind of want to win back. Okay. And then there's our registered, not bought customers, which are people that come through our email sign-up forms um, that we email as well. And then, uh, yeah, as I said, we're kind of sending emails weekly. Um, Sometimes we can go a bit more granular with our segmentation. Mm -hmm. So um, with contact lenses, there's different types of wearing patterns. So we can segment into, say, for example, people that buy daily lenses versus monthly lenses. So we can send them more appropriate content, uh, whether that's around like lens care, but also Mm -hmm. promotions. So perhaps if we've got freebie on, we can give them a relevant product to go with their lenses. Fantastic. So really getting customer centric, understanding who they are, the differences between those different types of customers and then presenting them with the right information at the right time. Sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that we've worked on various projects together in the past and I think one of the areas that, that you're targeting that a lot of people don't target is breaking down if somebody is active, if they've perhaps dropped off the scale a little bit and you know like you said is your third main category, actually people who've come onto your list and haven't bought from you. And I know that that's a segment that's growing for you. You know, yeah. we've worked on your acquisition strategy and things like that, but how have you found um, trying to improve that kind of move towards the first purchase? Is that something that's a real focus for you at the moment? What kind of strategies are you thinking about putting in place? Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, the welcome the welcome email, um, the pop-up is actually something that we've did recently, so we actually launched that at the beginning of this year, so actually acquiring mm-hmm. emails through the pop-up. Yep. So obviously that has been a quite a recent focus for us. I guess the next step for us is actually um, building on that journey, so at the moment it's just the one email that triggers when, when people sign up, yep. um, but we're actually very close to launching a slightly longer series of emails which will actually hopefully onboard people and give them a, a sense of like what Vision Direct's all about yeah. um, and greater understanding to hopefully get them to make that first purchase. Brilliant. So you mentioned about your segmentation strategy mm-hmm. and obviously that is a great step towards personalizing that content. What else do you do in terms of personalization with, within the content or showing different products? What's yeah. your kind of thoughts there in your strategy? So we do do obviously basic personalization like first name, um, but also with contact lenses being kind of a replenishment product, the main thing that people use our emails for is essentially to come back and reorder quickly. So a lot of our emails are around focused showing what you last ordered. So Emma, reorder your AccuView Oasis so we can show their product, name their product. Um, So that's quite a lot of our personalization, but also we worked with uh, Fresh Relevance and we've implemented uh, product blocks, so product upsell blocks, which show um, down to a customer level, like which products you've recently browsed or purchased, and we found them to be really effective as well. So when we did a split test against just kind of a manual product block that we'd created, yeah. and we saw, I think it was a 557% click increase wow. on having the really personalized product block. So they, okay. they definitely worked for us. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. And I think 
you know, having a, a company, so Vision Direct, sales, we probably missed this out at the beginning, but sell contact lenses and associated products. So it's not like it's a, an impulse purchase necessarily. It's something that's quite considered. You've yeah. got to go and get a prescription for contact lenses. You, you would probably look at the market as to what types of contact lenses are out there. And I know that your customers are quite price driven. So the more you can personalize that content, mm -hmm. it's obviously working to say to them, hey, here's something that is specific for you and I think you know a lot of our, our watchers and our listeners to to this episode can really learn a lot from that and really understanding who are your customers I know you have uh, your fantastic customer personas so mm -hmm. you know exactly who you're targeting um, and if you don't have customer personas in place then I'll put a link below this episode um, so that you can go and find out a little bit more about that but Personas is about understanding who they are and it really sounds like you're using that and using the data that you have to drill that down and match the right product to the right person and the results you're seeing are amazing. Yeah, definitely. So obviously a lot of the data that we're using at the moment is quite purchase uh, driven. Mm. I think um, we have some challenges with bringing maybe the more emotional side of personas and understanding yeah. that but yeah it's definitely working and that's shown from the product block testing that we did you know that if you can show a customer a really really relevant product they're a lot more likely to engage and click on it than they are with just kind of these are our top best-selling lenses or our top best-selling solutions yeah. Fantastic. So again, customer-centric, personalized, yeah. absolutely love it. So, so we've talked about that and the, the gains that you've mm -hmm. got with that personalized content or with those personalized content blocks. What's your highest performing campaign? I'm just going to assume that it's probably a triggered and automated campaign, yeah. but what would you say is your, your highest performing campaign and why do you think it's so high performing? So I had a look recently actually and um, it's actually in our French market where we have a triggered welcome email. Um, it's specifically aimed at a target group of customers. So they are customers of a specific mutual, which is like a health insurance. Okay. And we have a landing page for them okay. where, where the aim is sign up, join the Vision Direct you know, email marketing list and get 10% off your, your first order. Incentivized. Yeah. Yep. And that email actually had, I can't believe this, but a 70% open rate. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I need to check. Was it 30%? <laughs> Let's get the stats right. <laughs> yeah. 31% click through rate. Wow. So, yeah, amazing. Okay. But I, it is really hyper personalized to a, a core group of customers. Yeah. Again, it really shows, though, that yeah. if you can personalize to how they're coming into your email list, to the products that they want to see from you, I, I mean, you're showing us here that the results really speak for themselves and the revenue would then follow on from that. So that's absolutely amazing. So with all of that in mind, what's next on the development <laughs> list for Vision Direct? I know you've got loads of ideas, loads of things that we've talked about that you want to implement, but what's next and why? Yeah, so the next thing for us is really um, gonna be a win, win back campaign. So obviously we do have a lap segment, yeah. but a lot of the campaigns that we send to that segment are very ad hoc. So if we do win back at the moment, it's just a manual process. Um, but what we'd like to look at is really making that an automated journey. So obviously it's a little bit of a lot bit of work now, but in the long run it will be easier, um, you know, and, and take less time and resource, and we'll just be able to trigger out a journey when we predict that that customer is perhaps lapsing, that we can kind of win them back. So that's next steps for us, as well as um, launching that welcome journey. Fantastic. So that's a lapsed customer campaign yeah. to get them buying again when they get to a point where they haven't come through your auto renewal, they haven't reordered again. 
to prompt them to come back and buy from yeah. you. And is SMS part of that strategy as well? How does SMS fit in with email? Yeah, so we use SMS a lot for reminders to mm. reorder. So in yep. a similar way to email, actually. And reminders is, again, another one of our big triggered campaigns. Yep. So at the moment, customers have the option to receive a reminder to reorder via email or SMS or both. Um, and a lot of customers do use our SMS reorder reminder service. Yeah. So we send them a message saying, you know, would you like to reorder your lenses? You can text yes, and then they would reply and they get their order repeated. Yeah. I think that it's such a good way to use SMS where, yes, it's marketing, but it's around that personalized, helpful service and you're linking that in. So, you know, again, having that omni-channel, multi-channel, however you want to kind of term it, across all of the different, and I know you do retargeting with your social media and you've got fantastic campaigns going on there. So having that cohesive message across all of your channels is really, really important. Intelligence, energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. For more specialist advice to help you create email marketing that gets results, visit e-focusmarketing.com. So you mentioned earlier that you're using Fresh Relevance. Yeah. So you're using Fresh Relevance to bring in those product blocks, that dynamic personalization in the emails. What else are you using? What other tools are you using to get your email yeah. marketing out there? Um, so we, we're using Doc. Digital as our ESP, so that's obviously the main tool that we're using for sending and creating our emails. Uh, yeah, we, we're using Fresh Relevance and Google Analytics as well to obviously analyze uh, analytics that are coming through so we can look at the revenue yeah. and transactions associated to them. I think uh, those are the main programs. We also have Return Path for certification, so improved yeah. delivery, and so that we can monitor our reputation a bit closer, yeah. Fantastic, so yeah, how have you found that? So, Return Path offer a tool where you can see what's going on with your inbox placement rate, and Vision Direct are certified and have been for a long time. So, how have you found that, and being certified? Yeah, I think it's definitely helped us. I mean, we have a really healthy sender score, and it's good to, yeah. um, to look at that, but one of the, the downsides is maybe that we can't look at Gmail um, mm. and we know that that's a big proportion of our database. Mm. Um, so I'm now looking at, is it Google Postmaster tools? Yes. To yeah. try and understand that a bit better because, yeah, I think about a third of our, our customer database in the UK anyway used Gmail. So it would be nice if we can monitor that a bit closely. That is a fantastic recommendation. So if you have a large portion of your database that are on Gmail, sign up for Google Postmaster tools. It's absolutely free. If you are a low volume sender, you're not going to see a lot of statistics in there but for the higher volume senders you'll see a load of information it'll give you complaint rates it will you know let you know what your reputation's like at, at google the thing is that google is one of those platforms that is notoriously difficult um, in terms of deliverability and inbox placement rate is and highly engagement based and we'll do another episode about that soon so look out for that um, but one of the things that they don't have is a full feedback loop so whereas my Microsoft, for example, has JMRP. They'll tell you who's pressed that complaint button, that spam button, so that your ESP can remove them from your sends. Gmail don't have that. Google don't have that. 
So what they do have is Google Postmaster tools so that you can get an idea of what's going on with your complaint rates, for example, and you can start to make adjustments to your strategies. That's a really great tip, Emma. Thank you for that. (laughs) Excellent. So you mentioned that you're using .digital. So, you know, kind of what's your your favorite thing about that platform? You know, do you like the way they set up their workflows Mm -hmm. for automation? What have you found has been your favorite part of that platform? Um, I mean, one of the things that I've found really useful when I first started in email marketing, we were using a different platform. And what I liked about .mailer is it's very easy to build segments. Dot .digital. Oh, sorry, <laughs> dot .digital. We all knew this. So .mailer has switched yeah. to .digital not long ago. So uh, dot .digital, dot we digital. will get that right. <laughs> yeah, so what I really enjoy about their platform is yeah. just you can do a very complex things, but in a very simple way. So segments are all drag and drop. You know, it's easy mm-hmm. to build um, different groups of rules together, but also the the journey builder area that we've just started using a bit more. That's also really like intuitive and easy to use. Yeah. Um, yeah and building emails as well. It's very, once you've got your template in there, yeah. you know, it's not a long process to put an email together. So important to have technology that supports you in what you want to achieve. So we've got return path, fresh relevance, dot digital, not dot mailer, dot digital. <laughs> <laughs> so that's brilliant. So Emma, what's your biggest email marketing challenge? You know, day to day, I know that the the listeners and watchers are going to be having their own challenges, but for Vision Direct, if you don't mind sharing, what's your biggest day to day challenge with your email marketing program? I would say it's data um, and not really a lack of it. We have a lot Mm -hmm. of data, but data sits in a lot of different places and doesn't necessarily feed into .digital. So sometimes I feel like we get a little bit hung up on, oh, we haven't got this data and we're thinking about doing this strategy. Um, But what I've found is it's kind of easier to focus on what we do have initially, at least as a stepping point, and obviously put together that wish list of what we do want and try and push that through to the the wider business. Yeah, I think, A, you're not alone in that. (laughs) We all struggle with data, getting it in the right place, making sure that it's analyzed in the right way so that we can access it, getting the consent or the GDPR stuff, we won't mention that, Uh, (laughs) in terms of actually being able to utilize it. So you're definitely not alone there, but that is a fantastic tip for anyone watching, you know, what what you Mm -hmm. said about just start where you are do that analysis understand what you've got now but also what you'd like to have what you need to have going forward in order to fulfill your strategy but just get started don't let that stop you do what you can now get it scheduled in that you know your it team and you know can pull that new data together for you but just get started i love that as a tip really great Okay, so we're, we're kind of coming to the end of the interview. So a couple of a little questions here. What company's email marketing do you most admire? Is there anyone that you watch and you love getting their emails and why do you like it so much? I mean, I receive a lot of emails, obviously, because I work, I work in <laughs> email do. marketing, so I'm always looking. Um, and I did have a look uh, recently and some of the ones that I liked was Zalando. So that was more in terms of how the email was personalized. So I bought a specific brand of clothing. I quite often receive emails that feature that brand of clothing Mm. or perhaps relevant ones that fit alongside with that. So I like that because it felt quite personalized. Okay, that's Um, cool. So, okay, so that picks up on 
what you've purchased or shown interest with yeah. them before, but also taking it a little bit outside of that to show you other things you might be interested in that they offer. So, and I think that's a really important point to pick up on. You know, we want personalization. Mm -hmm. We want to pick up on what you've done before, what you've bought before, the pages you've browsed, the products that you've browsed on the website. But we can't forget that it's also important to inspire people, to let them know that outside of what they've done, you know, connected with mm -hmm. that, and that's really where artificial intelligence and machine learning is going right it's that prediction of what they might like but don't forget marketing started with actually showing people not stuff that they needed but stuff that they didn't even know they needed didn't even know they wanted and it was inspiring them to buy that so i think that that's a great example of how you can personalize your central core but you've got to have that surround where you push people towards you might like this or mm. try this but it's got to be yeah connected in a way so i love that as an example and were you going to say an, another example there okay. as well i've actually got couple more oh okay right. yeah sure <laughs> yeah so there was um, not on the high street and marks and spencers okay i've seen them doing just some sort of newer things with emails so with not on the high street uh on the mobile i noticed that you the they have like a navigation which is interactive which is obviously a newer thing mm -hmm. for for email yep. um which i found was Quite cool. So how does that work? So it, you can you scroll across. So it's across like or... your burger menu. You click yep. on it and it drops down. Yeah. And they ha actually had the, a search box in there as well. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe using a little bit of AMP. Maybe yeah. was it in Gmail that you were looking at it? It was in Outlook. It didn't okay. actually work in so Gmail. Wouldn't, yeah. so, so it wouldn't be AMP then because that's not in Outlook yet. Hardly anything's in Outlook, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, when I say Outlook, I mean uh, what used to be previously Hotmail. Yes. Rather than Outlook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Okay. So not desktop Outlook. Yeah. So we're talking about Webmail Outlook. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and then the last one was just an email that I've always remembered, really. So I think it was a few years ago, I got an email from EasyJet, mm -hmm. which is just more like my journey with EasyJet. And I found it was quite nice and personal. So it was like, your first flight was here. Your most recent flight was here. You often sit in this seat, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it just felt, it wasn't really a salesy email, but it was just a nice, like, oh, this is my journey with that brand, which mm -hmm. I quite enjoyed. And as I say, it stuck with me as a, a memorable email. Do you know what? I think that's, that's quite a famous example. Some of our, our watchers and listeners may well have picked up on that before. And I think what's so great about that email is exactly like you said, it's reiterating that journey. It's saying, we love you. Mm. You know, thanks for doing this with us, reiterating that data. And actually, because you get that warm, fuzzy feeling, next time you want to yeah. go and book, you go, oh, actually, yeah, I'm going to continue my journey. It's almost like gamifying, isn't it? Gamification <laughs> yeah. of the, the process. So really great examples there. We mentioned AMP very briefly there about uh, Gmail, and obviously that's recently been launched with the, the updates to Gmail there. What do you think is going to happen in terms of innovation for email? You know, what, what's Vision Direct looking at for the future? Are you looking at a little bit of artificial intelligence, perhaps bringing in AMP and the interactivity? Is there anything that is kind of in peripheral vision, so to speak, yeah. that you're, you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I think um, both those things that you mentioned, actually, so AI and interactive email are obviously of, yes. of interest to see what's going to happen with email. I think, in particular, I've seen recently some platforms that can do quite a lot of stuff in terms of um, sort of more a more personalised email, a more interactive email. So, you know, 
perhaps it shows you the weather where you are when you when you open it so you can give them that more relevant content less uh, applicable to us but email that can kind of show you where's the nearest store which is is pretty cool yeah perhaps buying directly yeah. in the email things like that yeah, yeah exactly and then i think with ai as well so i've seen tools that can kind of write subject lines for you which looks very interesting be interesting to test that out and i think also in terms of like customer segments and stuff i think ai is gonna feed into that a lot more and, and be quite clever and, and help uh, email marketers in that way fantastic okay so last couple of questions mm -hmm. in terms of of your job role and in terms of your career progression has there been anything that's been a real challenge that you've had to overcome mm -hmm. or you know have you kind of had a reasonably smooth ride? Is there any tips that you can give people in terms of you know your, your head of customer retention <laughs> any tips you can give people in terms of moving their career on in email yeah i think um Obviously, it's just keeping up to date with all the trends and, and also regulations. So things like GDPR, you need to be aware of what's coming down the road. Um, and obviously, just having a real passion for email, I think. So for me, I find it such a great channel because you can instantly see what's happened. And I'm always very enthusiastic about kind of or what what have we learned from the data? What can we what can we look at testing next? That kind of thing. So. I think that's yeah helped me along my journey and, and helped me to keep email within my team really yeah. um, as an area that I enjoy. Fantastic. So leave us with your biggest email marketing tip. Okay. I would say it's basically test and learn. Uh, a lot of, or most ESPs will already have the functionality to split test built in and it's really a quick, easy thing that you can just add on to your weekly marketing campaigns. Um, so, you know, you can test your subject lines, your content, your call to action buttons, imagery. So that's tests that we've done before, you know, product against life cycle, um, a lifestyle, sorry. And in different regions you saw different results yeah, as well exactly. so that's a good tip so <laughs> make sure you understand your audience and what works best for different segments as yeah. well and also you can bring it into your you know your automated journeys as well so we've started to do that with a cross-sell campaign we're doing with our sister website glasses direct so you know we can send out different types of campaigns different offers test and see what, which works best and that's really helped you know to improve like engagement and conversions and things like that Fantastic, that's an amazing tip. So thank you so much to Emma. If you guys wanna do more with testing, I'm gonna again leave a link below in the show notes to um, my split test planning kit that you can use to help you do that. And Emma, thank you so much for being <laughs> our, our first brand spotlight and thank you for joining me. That was great, thank you for having me. Intelligence, energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Head to our website for downloads and show notes, e-focusmarketing.com slash intelligence.